Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hey, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full-length episodes come out every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit. It's a short podcast which is audio taken from one of my Facebook live sessions. Hopefully you'll take some great value from it. Let's crack on. Take a listen. Hi guys, it's Jake here from the Running with Jake podcast. I hope you're all well this morning. If you are somebody that is feeling disappointed, if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling almost angry about the fact that more and more races are being cancelled, then this video is for you. Now, news of the Manchester Marathon has not been deferred again. We know the news is now that it's been totally cancelled for 2020. It's been bumped to 2021. I'm registered to run in April next year. Will it go ahead? I'm hoping so. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But given the situation, I would put my bets on, on nothing happening. I don't think there are any guarantees. Now, it can be really difficult for people if you are training for an event, if that was your sole focus, your purpose, that's what you were driving towards. For some people, it's kind of really is their purpose in life at the moment. If they're spinning other plates and they need that distraction from work, from life, from family, from commitments, from cleaning the house, from responsibilities, from the fact we're not going on holiday, whatever it might be, that might be a focus for you. All of a sudden, it's taken away. Now, we know it's taken away for the right reasons. I think the majority of us, from what I'm reading in different groups and forums and talking to the running community, can agree that this is the right reason. Event organisers want them all to go ahead, don't they? But for obvious reasons, they can't. So I think we understand that, but it can be hard. And I don't think you should necessarily give yourself a hard time for how you are dealing with and processing the news of your event being taken away from you. Now, I want to come on to what the positives are. As I'm sure you know if you follow me, I always try to re reframe things in a positive light. And I don't just make this stuff up. These are things that I absolutely believe give you an opportunity now, which I'm going to cover in a moment. But first of all, it's about processing the situation, getting over those emotions and dealing with it. And you, you, everybody will feel, will deal with things differently. I've seen in various Facebook groups, anger. I've seen disappointment. I've seen sadness. People feeling lost. I don't know what to do now. People feeling like I haven't got the motivation to run anymore because I feel like I haven't got a purpose. Hopefully, if your race is one that's been cancelled that was already deferred, so let's take Manchester as an example, hopefully it's not hit you quite as hard as it did the first time round. You know, beginning of the year, we're all kind of really hoping that these things go ahead. Of course, they're bumped to the back end of the year. And probably in our minds, certainly for most people, we're thinking, well, actually, is it going to go ahead? I'm going to kind of take a bit of a relaxed approach to this. So here's the first big benefit. A decision's being made, man. A decision's being made, it takes away the anxiety. Anxiety, in, in, in the main, is down to what's going to happen. It's the unknown. A decision hasn't been reached. So a decision has been reached. If your race has been cancelled, bumped to next year, then you know that that's the situation. So you can start to put plans in place. And this isn't down to you. You don't need to feel guilty. It's not your fault. You don't need to give yourself a hard time. If you're raising money for a charity, and I really want to add this, if you are raising money for a charity, do not feel guilty. My first four marathons, I think it was my first four marathons, I raised uh, money for a, a great local charity when I was up in the East Midlands in Derby. It was amazing. Yes, the races went ahead, but we shouldn't feel guilty that actually we're trying to raise money and then the event was cancelled. Everybody that's given you money, I have no doubt, will still want you to put that money forward to the charity. I'm sure the charity would still want you to run for them the following year. So yes, there are some politics and some logistics and some things to... Um, I guess, settle on and agree. But I don't think you should give yourself a hard time if you are raising money for a charity because your intentions are good. So why should you do that? Now, this is an opportunity to do 
something different. This is an opportunity to grow. Make no mistake about it. And I'm not talking about forced growth. And by forced growth, I mean when, when you set a goal and it's a race and an event, you don't say when that date is, do you? It's not your own personal time trial. We're talking about a proper organised event. So you've got the Manchester Marathon, for example, that's what you're gearing up towards. Well, you've only got the time frame that you've given yourself once you made the decision that you're going to train for that race. But you want to make progress, don't you? Either you're not in marathon shape, so you need to get to marathon shape, or you want to improve your performance because you want to run well, you want a PB, or whatever it might be, whatever your personal target is. So you're trying to force in many cases, that progress and I think, and that growth. And I think many of us can agree that we don't always give ourselves enough time. I certainly haven't over the years. I've bounced from one marathon. Marathons tend to be more of my focus. It's a thing that kind of really floats my boat in terms of race distance. And I've typically gone from one to the next to the next to the next. And sometimes that's not always been so helpful. And I've always said it's a very difficult thing, isn't it? Because we do these fantastic races, be it a little local 10K or a half marathon or a marathon or whatever. And if we've had a really good experience, we want to repeat that. So straight away we go, right, I've got to do that next year, man. Especially if it's like a half or a 10K, because it's easy, isn't it, just to drop into your weekend. You're like, right, I'm definitely doing that. If you had a bad experience, subsequently, you might want to go and right your wrongs. So you might want to go and face your demons, you might want to go and make amends. So you add it to the list and all of a sudden this race calendar just gets longer and longer and longer and longer. And that can lead to problems. So you've got an opportunity now where there are no races and as long as you can look at things with a glasses half full attitude, which I believe all of us have the ability to do and keeping it real, there is disappointment to get through. But once you've got over that hurdle and you've broken through, then it's about right, what is the opportunity here? It's an opportunity to work on your strength work. It's an opportunity to work on your balance, on your coordination, to work on getting better sleep. You've been moaning that your diet's not been brilliant for the past six months. Well, it's an opportunity to focus on that. You could try something new. You could work with a running coach. You could try a new approach in training in, in general. You can test your fitness either in a physiology lab once they're back open, or you can create your own fitness test to see where you are, to put a market, lay a marker down, ready for you to build towards your race, races that will happen in the future. You can take a break. How many of us perhaps need to take a break from our running, but we only take a break when we're injured, which I've mentioned before on the page. And that's not, not the best way, is it? All those little niggles and things that you really know you should be addressing, but you've just never really done it because you just want to go, 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 and you're training for events. Well, this is the golden opportunity for you to do this. You can reassess your goals. Yes, most of us have a goal. If you listen to today's episode of the podcast, we speak to a sports psychologist, exercise and science sports psychologist. This is brilliant. One of the things we talk about is goal setting. And I really believe that goal setting, setting is fundamental. It's a starting point, isn't it? And it's important that that goal is equally challenging, but equally realistic for you. So you've got to find that sweet spot, that balance. The problem often comes with goals is when most people will set outcome goals. So they'll say, I want to achieve a 10K in 60 minutes. I want to achieve uh, five hours in a marathon. That's an outcome goal. And you're only in control of that so much. You've only got a single goal. And it's either, well, I'm going to achieve it or I'm not. It's a bit black and white, isn't it? And there's things that are out of your control, such as the weather could be really bad. You know, London 2018, hottest one on record. PBs for most people kind of went out the window. So that's an outcome goal. But actually, we benefit from really setting process goals. And process goals can be things that are perhaps a little bit more technical. So you might be working on your cadence. You might be working on your arm swings. You might be working on an element of your fitness that is going to help you work towards your 
outcome goal, but it kind of give you those those mini wins. Does that make sense? It gives you something to get your teeth into. And that's really important now, because if you are focusing now, if you've already made the shift to next year, some of us already deferred, didn't we? I know I did. I was never doing Manchester later this year. It was always next year. And even if you're doing something back end of next year, it's so far away. You're like, man, I can't keep, I can't, how do I focus on that? By setting these mini process goals, that can help to keep you on track. And this is an opportunity to start to address those things. Look at those things. Work on all those things you said you were going to, which is ultimately going to help you to have a better experience of next year. Because many of us can over-race, can't we? we? We're adding, as we said, adding all these races to our calendar. I, I, I'm I, never somebody that's over-raced particularly. In fact, if I've probably gone the other way. I've probably not raced enough, in all honesty. But for most runners, I sense that they kind of do too much. And if you look at elite athletes, Olympic athletes, they have to really map out what they are doing. We regularly speak to elite athletes on the podcast. I'm recording a call with somebody today who is an ex-GB athlete. So you need to look out for that in a few weeks. But they regularly take breaks. They regularly look at, okay, the big picture here. How many races can I be doing? Which are my A races, my main targets, my main focuses? Which are the B races and what's the purpose for those B races? What's the, what's the process goal? Now, yes, these are Olympic athletes. These are elite athletes. But as I always talk about, the emotions are the same. If you're crossing the line, you're feeling proud of yourself. There's elation. There's all those fantastic emotions. Or disappointment if, if the elite athlete has not achieved what they've set out to achieve. Well, as recreational runners, we experience the same. It's just the experience, the situation, maybe the magnitude might be different. And it's not a career for us, but most of us are not making money out of it. So I do think we can definitely take a leaf out of the elite athletes books. Nothing without a struggle. We've got to be patient. Uh, athletes will be working for four years, if not longer, to achieve their dream target. So why do we think we need to do it in a matter of you know a week? Well, I'm going to break my 5K park run PB next Saturday. I'm definitely going to smash that. It's going to happen. And then, of course, you don't and you, you set yourself up for disappointment. So this is not really a rant. This is about, guys, look, come on, let's get through this process. If you're feeling a bit bummed out at the moment, totally understandable, completely get it. Don't give yourself a hard time. You have not made the decision not to race. It's the event organisers that have made the right decision for you. But this is an opportunity to grow and not force growth, proper growth. We all set long-term goals. We think we're setting long-term goals and very often they're not. Now you've got this opportunity to build that solid foundation without pressure, without anxiety, without comparing yourself to your club mates and everybody else running around you. Focus on you and stay patient. I'll certainly do what I can to help you on the Running With Jake page, so please keep your eyes on the on this page for more tips and tricks. But right now, I need to get out of my pyjamas because I have a bulletproof live workout for my performance community, and then I'm running 80 minutes zone two. Everything is leading towards Manchester next year. Stay patient. I've got your back. Speak to you very soon. That was Running With Jake, the quick hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday, or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, the podcast.